welcome back. And if this is your first class, welcome to Music Detention. I'm DJ AAA. On a Saturday night in 1978, instead of hanging out at the skating rink with friends, I was at home babysitting my little brother and sister. I was 16 years old. It was after midnight and I was watching Don Kirshner's rock concert. The featured artist was a guy named Sylvester James, a flamboyant singer who to me sounds a lot like Aretha Franklin. Sylvester was on stage with two full-figured women with voices as big as his. Their names were Martha Wash and Isora Armstead. And the size of these two women is only notable because they called themselves Two Tons of Fun. I watched, what I took from their performance is how tight their harmonies were. That never left me. Martha Wash and Isora Armstead could be solo artists themselves, and about a year later, that happened for them. In 1979, Miss Martha and Miss Isora walked from behind Sylvester James to do their own thing. Two Tons of Fun signed with Fantasy Records, an indie label based in Los Angeles. And the two ladies changed their name to the Weather Girls and gave a forecast that it would be Raining Men. It's Raining Men was released on September 10, 1982 with Columbia Records and CBS Records International. Paul Jabera wrote the song in collaboration with Paul Schaefer, the leader of the David Letterman television band, and Bob Etsy produced the song. It's Raining Men was a number one dance hit in the United States and reached the top 10 in various other countries worldwide. VH1 listed this song as one of the greatest songs of the 1980s, as well as one of the greatest songs of the 2000s decade. At the 26th Annual Grammy Awards in 1983, It's Raining Men received a nomination for Best R&B Performance by a duo or group with vocals. What's funny about It's Raining Men is that no one wanted to record it, not even the Weather Girls. And if you didn't know that, well, that's why you're here. Martha Wash didn't stay a Weather Girl. In 1988, Miss Martha made the decision to go solo. 
She had the pipes to be successful, but what she didn't have was the look. And because of that, her career would be filled with challenges. Tonight in Music Detention, we are going to discuss and maybe debate the career of Martha Wash, the hands-down biggest voice in dance music, period. Open your music history books to 1988. You're listening to Music Detention, and I'm DJ Triple A. Remember this song? If you don't, it's okay. Many of my listeners weren't born until the 1990s, so let me fill you in. First, the song isn't called Everybody Dance Now. Second, if you saw the video, the woman singing and dancing isn't the woman singing on the record. And this is pretty much the career of Miss Martha Wash. Gonna Make You Sweat, Everybody Dance Now is a song by dance music group CNC Music Factory. No, let me rephrase that. C plus C Music Factory. Keep that in the back of your head. The song was released by Columbia in the late 1990s as the lead single from the group's first album, Gonna Make You Sweat. The song was performed by singer Martha Wash and rapper Freedom Williams, a dude that sounds a lot like Ice-T. Before Law & Order, Ice-T was a West Coast rap artist. Yo, let's do this. Psychopath talking, king of my jungle, just a gangster stalking, living life like a firecracker, quick as my fuse. Been dead as a death, back the colors I choose. Red or blue, cuz of blood, it just don't matter. Sucker died for your life when my shotgun scatters. Colors. The gangs of LA will never die, just multiply colors. Now, you may be wondering, where am I going with this? And I will say to just hold on. In 2023, Gonna Make You Sweat, Everybody Dance Now was ranked by Billboard magazine as one of the 500 best pop songs of all time. The song charted internationally and achieved great success in the United States, Austria, Germany, and Sweden where it reached number one on the charts. So, where am I going with this? Well, Martha Wash wasn't given any credit for this song until she fought for it. And this isn't the only song and group that she had to fight over. And that brings me to something else that I need to say. 
sing that part. That, so they'll know. <laughs> if you can hit that note. This is Arsenio Hall, and in the 1980s and 90s, he, Jay Leno, and David Letterman were the headliners of late-night television after the news. Arsenio was funny and hip. He didn't open his show with his take on politics. The dude was neutral and a pop culture guy. Even though presidential hopeful at the time, Bill Clinton sat in with the band and played saxophone. The Arsenio Hall Show, just like music detention, wasn't a black thing. Janie Lane and Warren performed on Arsenio. It's a lot different now. I mean, it's your tour. You all have always opened for people. Now you're headliner, right? It's our show. That's <laughs> great, though. No, it's really exciting. This is this is our first. Well, actually, we've headlined outside the United States, but this will be the first time in the states. Yeah. When you um, have gone on the road in the past, who have you gone out with? Well, Everybody. <laughs> really? Long list. I mean, every every rock band you can think of. And so did They've King. been called the kings of rock, and after 20 years together, they certainly deserve the title. Performing one of their own classics, Detroit Rock City, from the CD Kiss Alive 3, this is Kiss. And man, I'm glad that I can say that. Now, I'm getting off point, so let me reel myself back. Martha Wash was interviewed on Arsenio, and I watched it. My point, I was around back then, but does this validate me as an authority? No, sadly, I'm not an authority. Do a search and you will find a dozen videos and blogs about Martha Wash and her fights for her rights. So if you want to know more about Miss Martha Wash, look her up. I'm not a know-it-all, if anything. I'm only an old dude doing what an old dude does. Like I always say, there are people out there who are better and know more about these subjects than I do. Then again... Somebody's Watching Me, written and performed by Rockwell, was released on the Motown label in December 1983. This song had major commercial success internationally, topping the charts in Belgium, France, and Spain, and reaching the top five in Canada, 
West Germany, the Netherlands, New Zealand, South Africa, Sweden, Switzerland, and the United States. And in the United Kingdom, Somebody's Watching Me reached number six. And this is Rockwell's only top 40 hit on the UK singles chart. Rolling Stone magazine calls this song an international and enduring smash hit. Now, here's the thing about this song. Michael Jackson's voice is featured on the record. No one had to tell you. You can hear him. Mr. Michael wasn't in the video. Well, I'm pretty sure he wasn't. Hmm. It's been over 20 years since I saw the video. Anyway, this song is almost 40 years old. What many of us didn't know was that Michael Jackson's older brother, Jermaine, also sang on this song. And this is the career of Martha Wash once she went solo. You didn't see Martha Wash, but you heard her. Regular people didn't know the name Martha Wash back then. The Weather Girls were known as the women who used to be two tons of fun, not as Martha Wash and Azora Armstead. Now, I'm thinking that this was a good thing, at least from the standpoint of the writer, producer, and the label. Miss Martha's voice was distinctive, but she wasn't Celine Dion. Or Madonna. the two biggest female voices on radio in the late 80s and early 90s. Or were they? Now you might be saying, wait a minute DJ AAA, what are you not saying? Well, what I'm not saying is that Martha Wash from 1989 to 1995 had a huge following and her voice was found on several records peaking on the top 100. As I see it, Martha Wash was dance music's biggest secret. Miss Martha had the pipes that everyone wanted. What they didn't want was how she looked. It is 1990 and Miss Martha Wash is approached by Robert Clavillis to sing the demo vocal track, hopefully to sell a song to another singing group. Miss Martha agrees and she is paid $1,000. The song opens like this. Mr. Robert and Mr. David took the first letters of their last name to name their group C&C. Wait a minute. C plus C Music Factory. Remember that. Robert Clavillis wrote and produced the instrumental track that was to become Gonna Make You Sweat. He offered the track to Vocal Trio Group Trilogy and when they declined to record it, Mr. Robert decided to keep the track for his and David Cole's C&C Music Factory. 
guess I can say it like that. For this song to work, a rap artist was needed, so the guys hired unknown rapper Frederick Grandin Williams, a.k.a. Freedom Williams. A female voice was also needed to sing and sell the song, because let's be for real, it wasn't the style of unknown Frederick Freedom Williams that was going to get people on the dance floor. So the two C's ran with the voice with a proven track record, and that's Miss Martha Wash. And since they gave her a thousand bucks, the dudes figured that they would be okay. Gonna make you sweat, everybody dance now, charted internationally and achieved great success in the United States, Austria, Germany, and Sweden, where it reached number one on the charts. The music video for this song was directed by Marcus Nespel. Billboard magazine ranked Gonna Make You Sweat, Everybody Dance Now among the 500 best pop songs of all time in 2023. I think I said that already. This song had all but one thing, and that was a pretty girl to sell it. Now, don't get me wrong, Martha Wash is an attractive woman, but she's not an MTV vixen like Cherry Pie's Bobby Brown or Tawny Catan, the woman in the White Snake video. Here I go again. So Mr. Robert, Mr. David, and rapper Freedom Williams hired singer and dancer Zelma Davis to lip-sync Martha Wash's vocal points. And why did they do this? Tell them, Freedom. I tell you this, and I don't mean to be rude, harsh, callous, and malign, or vilifying, but I'd rather look at Zelma on stage. The song held the top spot on the U.S. Billboard Hot Dance Club play chart for five weeks in December of 1990 and topped the Billboard Hot 100 for two weeks in 1991. It also topped the Canadian RPM Dance Slash Urban Chart. In Europe, this song peaked at number one. It also reached number one in Australia, Germany, the Netherlands, and Switzerland. The single made the top ten also in Belgium, Denmark, Finland, Greece, Iceland, Norway, Spain, Sweden, and the United Kingdom, as well as on the Eurochart Hot 100, where it hit number two in the UK. Gonna Make You Sweat, Everybody Dance Now, peaked at number three in its sixth week on the UK Singles Chart on January 13, 1991, a full month before its American pop success. It even found success in the urban contemporary music world as it crossed over to the R&B charts, where it reached number one for a week. Additionally, it was a top 20 hit in Ireland, a top 30 hit in Italy, and a top 50 hit in France. In Oceania, the single peaked at number two and three in New Zealand and Austria. And Gonna Make You Sweat, Everybody Dance Now earned a platinum record in the United States after one million singles were sold here. This class is my definition of huge. Not many singles reached this success, and everybody got paid but Martha Wash, the voice that actually sold this song. It's a hurtful thing, and um, it's something that I'm dealing with now.
biggest villain of the late 1980s was Millie Vanilli. The close second was a toss-up. Snap, a German dance group, I'll come back to them. CNC Music Factory with Selma Davis, which we just discussed, and Black Box with Katrin Quinal. I will also save the story of Millie Vanilli and just run with Black Box and Katrin Quinal. Love Sensation was recorded by American singer Loetta Holloway and released in 1980 on the Gold Mine label. Produced and written by Dan Hartman, arranged by Norman Harris, and mixed by Tom Moulton. Love Sensation was a hit on the U.S. Hot Dance Club play chart, where the song spent a week at number one. In September 1980, Love Sensation was widely sampled, particularly in house music. And this is, as I see it, the source of 90s dance music in general, because this song was resampled over and over again, and this went on for about 40 years. I remember this song being sampled in 1991 by Mark Wahlberg, aka Marky Mark, and his Funky Bunch. By the way, the song reached number one. And again in 2018, when rapper Flo Rida basically re-released this song. It's such a sweet sensation. 
ones, fly ones, do what I want, even shy ones. Up one, two, get to the middle and throw it back to me. Nobody do it like you do that for me. Sheesh, don't blow half on the halftime freak. Let's talk this cane, shut out South Beach. Loose, I'm loose, what's up? I broke the leash. Yeah, 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 you got all three eyes on the prize. Love Sensation and parts of Love Sensation has been sampled about 45 times. And just before Mark Wahlberg released the song, Black Box released it. It was 1989 and Black Box, an Italian house music group, was riding high. The group had released Dreamland, their debut album, and placed in front of the band a very attractive young lady named Katrin Quinal, which reminds me of a story. I have a friend named Aaron, and he loves this group. One night, we were talking to keep each other awake, and he brought up the group Black Box and Katrin Quinal. I listened to him go on and on about this band and debated whether or not I wanted to burst his bubble by mentioning Martha Wash. So Aaron, if you're out there listening, I'm going to dedicate this part of the class to you. Right on Time was the biggest song in house and dance music in 1989. And the woman on the album cover and in all the videos was lip syncing. Martha Wash was contacted to create dummy vocal tracks, not just on Right on Time. Miss Martha also laid the tracks for Everybody Everybody. Strike it up. Strike it up. Your 
and fantasy. Black Box ran with Miss Martha's vocal tracks and didn't give her credit on any of the songs. And Miss Catherine, she lip-synced on all of these songs in videos and also in live shows when Black Box went on tour. This is Jocelyn Brown, and what happened to Martha Wash happened to her. Somebody Else's Guy is a 1984 song written and made popular by Jocelyn Brown. On the U.S. Soul Chart, the song peaked at number two and stalled at number 75 on the Hot 100. But in the U.K., the song made the Pop Top 20. On the Disco Chart, Somebody Else's Guy peaked at number 13. It was the title track of Miss Jocelyn's debut solo album released that same year. But this isn't the song that got her paid. It was this one. Radiac, winner of the game. I'm the lyrical Jesse James. 
Jocelyn Brown sued German pop group Snap for $16 million in 2008, having accused them of using her vocals without permission on their 1990 hit, The Power. That's 18 years later. Miss Jocelyn alleged that the band used her vocal hook from her 1986 song, Love's Gonna Get You Without Permission. And she says that she's owed the sum, which equates to half of the revenue the song has earned. Now this article I found in the Daily Mirror. You were responsible for one of the most famous phrases in singing, in modern singing, which the four words, I got the power, that's you. Yes. And you only have to say that to somebody, right. and um, they can phrase it, you know, you can say it. But you actually are still involved in an action, aren't you, to try and sort of get what's rightfully yours because of it? Because it got nicked, didn't it? Exactly. Uh, a situation that went down, which is pretty common now, which mm. we're aware of, that folks take and... Uh, use samples, and they used a sample of the album that I did, one from the heart, and a song, uh, Love's Gonna Get You. And uh, the group Snap used it as a part of that whole programming, which was actually, the album was called The Power. Yeah. And uh, they used that as the actual gimmick, but in actuality, it took off and became more of that. And they never acknowledged the fact of who they got it from or who did it, so. Yeah, and it was you. And it was my. And well, you want what's rightfully yours. Yeah. <laughs> well, some, some may not be familiar with it, so we can just actually hear a snippet. Let's hear a snippet. Okay. The dudes behind Snap tried to say that they re recorded the vocal track with another singer, and Miss Jocelyn lost it. She said, Don't you think I know my own voice? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm putting my neck in it and making myself laugh. She also said, I used to feel depressed that they had stolen my voice. Now I've decided to fight. Miss Jocelyn's lawsuit is backed by Warner Music, and reports say the German company who originally licensed the track off of the Snap team was named as the defendants. Miss Jocelyn and Warner again won 50% of the revenue generated by this song for 18 years, which could be millions. So let's go back to Martha Wash. Who said that lightning doesn't strike twice in the same place? Uh, we're part of dozens of hits. Some credited. We need, I did want to go over this. And some uncredited. In fact, your courtroom efforts uh, have spurred legislation uh, making vocal credits mandatory on compact discs and music videos. Am I correct there? Yes. Yes. Uh, you'd probably have to credit my attorney <laughs> more than me, but yes. And it was a long-term process? It took a couple of years. Well, let's backtrack a little bit for our viewers that may not be familiar uh, as to what led up to that, okay? Because two of your uncredited Top hits were Everybody, Everybody by Black Box mm -hmm. and, and Sweat, better known as Everybody Dance Now, and uh, that, that became one of the biggest hooks uh, of the decade. Correct. Everybody Dance Now. Correct. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, Little Mickey. But, <laughs> by CC Music Factory. 
Uh, and in these cases, your voice was the hook right. that made these songs hits. Right. However, uh, you were uncredited mm -hmm. and did not receive the proper amount of royalties. Mm -hmm. uh, and is that is that true? Uh, at that time, that was true. Basically hired as a subcontractor? Actually, I was in there to um, um, uh, do it as a demo for somebody else. Oh. The song was, was for somebody else. I went in there to do it as a demo. You laid down the track. Exactly. And they realized that your voice was better than anybody else they could come up with. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Now, I, <laughs> I have to ask you this. Is it true that your riff on Everybody Dance Now was uh, lip sync by a female model, which I think it was? Okay. For, for uh, Everybody Dance Now, that was lip synced by Selma Davis. Okay. Whether she was a model or not, I don't know. Could she know. sing? Yes, Zelma can sing. Well, why didn't they use her voice? That I don't know. Is it also true that they ex that you felt they excluded you as most felt because of your size? I didn't know that the whole thing was going on until I saw the video on TV. I, I didn't know anything had happened. You're kidding me. The No, the video, I saw the video for the first time and knew about the video when I saw it on TV in my hotel room <laughs> as I was getting ready to do a show somewhere. And how did you feel? I just stood there with my mouth hung open. I said, I don't believe this. And uh, called my manager. Uh, he was in another room and told him what I saw. Right. And uh, they, uh, he called their management and, you know, like, what's going on? Why are you doing this? You know? And it went back and forth for a while and we said, you can't do this because right, something's wrong people, here. people know my voice um, because I've been around for a while <laughs> say, by that time anyway. Yeah. So we, we had to take some legal action about that. As everything turned, it took a while for that to uh, be resolved. I'm sure. It all worked itself out. It did work itself on out. On both sides and uh, wound up recording another CD with them and going out on the road with them. All right, so your relationship with CC Music Factory yeah. uh, was good for your career. Yes. When Martha Wash turned on her television and saw Katrin Quinnell lip-syncing to her voice, she was speechless. Miss Martha sang the demo tracks on six songs and each song placed on the dance chart. Martha Wash was the biggest voice in modern dance music and no one knows it. Something had to change, and Miss Martha was going to be the one to change it. So in September 1990, Martha Wash, the real lead singer behind the success of Black Box, sued the group and RCA Records for commercial appropriation. Now that's legal talk for the unauthorized use of a name or likeness of a person, either a private individual or celebrity, for commercial purposes. Martha Wash is suing Clavillis, Cole, and CBS Sony Music for a half million dollars. Even if you got a performer's permission to put one person's voice in another person's body, you do not have the permission of the American public to not be lied to. Since premiering just a few months ago, the new dance band CNC Music Factory has had record buyers dancing to the music stores. 
Their first single, Gonna Make You Sweat, rose quickly to the number one position on the dance charts. Dance floor, gonna make you sweat till you bleed. The group is fronted by rapper Freedom Williams, the former engineer turned music star. But success doesn't come without a few glitches. Now, Freedom finds himself smack in the middle of the image versus artistry controversy started by the infamous lip syncers Millie Vanilli. On stage, on the album cover, and in the music video, you see the svelte dancer Zelma Pauls. But the real face behind the voice is for former weather girl, Martha Wash. The lead on the song is a rap. What catches you is everybody dance now. Um, but I know 10 people who could have done that. Wash doesn't agree. She's filed suit against the producers for fraud and deceptive packaging. In an age where prefab music is almost commonplace, the name CNC Music Factory seems all the more appropriate. But Freedom says as long as his songs are selling, he doesn't care. So it doesn't really bother me that music sometimes is merchandise because our music is a product. If the proof is only in the packaging, then many more lip-syncing groups will surely succeed. If so, then sadly, what you'll see isn't what you'll get. RCA settled in December 1990 and offered Miss Martha a generous undisclosed amount of money and agreed to sign Miss Martha to an eight-year, eight-album contract with RCA and financed her tour. And this is just part of the deal. Black Box had to add Martha Wash's name as the vocalist. New legislation was passed and Miss Martha was given credit on all of the videos released by Black Box and Katrin Quinal was credited only as a visual artist. Miss Katrin left Black Box once she was found out, and like Rob and Fab, the dudes of Millie Vanilli, Miss Katrin formed her own band and tried to prove herself as a singer. The ensuing lawsuits covered the aforementioned songs by Seduction, Black Box, and CNC Music Factory. Martha Wash's $500,000 fraud suit against David Cole, Robert Clavellis, and CBS Sony was eventually settled for another undisclosed amount. And that's also how she settled her suits with Seduction's label A&M and Black Box's label RCA. The latter to whom didn't even know that it was Miss Martha providing the vocals on the album in the first place. But more than the settlements, Martha Wash made it clear that not only was the Millie Vanilli charade an isolated incident, it was the kind of regular practice that could screw over artists. And if someone as experienced as Martha Wash had to deal with it, who knows how younger, more aspiring singers could have been screwed over. In the end, it was the other cases where wronged artists saw more wrongdoing on the part of the labels than music collaborators, since it was the record companies who had bottom line tunnel vision necessary to overlook these kinds of affronts to artists' autonomy. Maybe that's why the money is a less assailant result of the lawsuits. What really matters was Miss Martha getting the proper credit. Of course, one other direct result was that RCA's parent company, B&G Records, not only settled the suit, but signed Martha Wash to an eight-year deal. The first album she released with them was a self-titled 1993 release that notched two more number one Billboard dance chart hits. Carry On.
and give it to you. I'm gonna give it to you. give it to you. I'm gonna give it to you. Music Factory finally brought Martha Wash into the fold for this second album, Anything Goes. Zelma Davis sang on the album and Latin Freestyle Group Trilogy on their number one dance hit, Do You Want to Get Funky? It's almost impossible to mistake Martha Wash's voice with anyone else's at this point. As I said in the beginning, Martha Wash is one of the biggest hit makers in dance music. And now... That's official. Weather Girls had a string of hits on the dance charts until they separated in 1988. There's more to It's Raining Men, beginning with the writer and the producer receiving turndowns by every diva of the disco era. The writers knew that the song would be a hit, but the song was controversial. Still, It's Raining Men topped the dance charts and went platinum. Jocelyn Brown won her case in court to get the credit that she deserved. I respect the fact that folks appreciate what we do and want to use it to collaborate, Miss Jocelyn stated in an interview to Billboard magazine. I just think that they need to do the right thing first. I wouldn't have minded if they had asked first. David Cole passed away from AIDS-related spinal meningitis less than six months after the release of Anything Goes. So what happened to CNC Music Factory? Or C plus C Music Factory? <laughs> remember that? Well, remember Mr. Freedom the Rapper? In 2003, Freedom Williams acquired the federal trademarks to use the name C and C Music Factory with the words and instead of the plus sign originally used by Robert Clavillis and David Cole when they named the band for live performances. Mr. Freedom toured under that name until renewing his trademark to CNC using the Ampersand Music Factory in 2014. And since 2014, Mr. Freedom has owned the trademark rights to the name for all related efforts, not just the live performances. Because of Mr. Freedom's attempts to claim ownership over the group's identity, he and Robert Clavillis, the remaining actual founder, have been fighting over this for years. One last thing. Check this out. I got the power to freak it more than an hour. With so much man funk, I need a shower. Need the Cooper Cooper master plan, cause I'm the super duper. Yeah, mythical, yeah, physical. So here we go. Feel the soul flavor flow down to your embryo. 
consider the Martha Wash story as your wake-up call. Your talent, whatever it is, is valuable. There's nothing wrong with being generous. God loves a cheerful giver. But don't allow your gifts to be misused, abused, or exploited. When things ain't right, take a stand. The law is on your side. You're listening to Music Detention, and I'm DJ Triple Like, you know, getting the Grammy was like a time bomb, you know, a kiss of death. We knew that one time it was going to come out. We knew that, you know, and it was very hard for us to live with it. We didn't tell our families. Living a constant lie every day was very hard. We don't want to end up in the history books as ne the negative part in the music industry. Well, there's a little bit of uh, reluctance right now. It's normal because they want us to prove ourselves and make sure it is legitimate, that it is for real. So it's going to be a little hard for us to overcome, but. You know, we're going to have to keep fighting for that credibility. It was like, I, I will describe it like this. You get something, but for that, you make a pact with the devil. It was, it was really like, we felt like we did something because we reached something and we've seen then that we got some money, that we flew around, that we lived in sheds. But on the other side, with every time, there was every time something on it. There was every time something that we had to lie. We had very guilty complexes. We had very problems. We were many times alone in hotel rooms somewhere around the world doing promotion when they were not our friends, there were nobody and we really felt bad about it. We feel really, really, really sorry about our fans, that we really love our fans, we like our fans, we love to be on stage, we are well performers, but we just hope that they understand that we are young, that we were young, that we just wanted to live the life the American way.
the Millie Vanilli thing, it was crazy. But I loved their one and only album. I don't have time left to talk about Robin Fab and the Grammys fiasco. So I will instead end tonight with one of their alleged songs. Detention is brought to you by Smiley Enterprises Incorporated and this radio station. Re-recordings for personal use are prohibited. I'm just an old guy with a microphone who's listened to a lot of radio as a kid and played in a gazillion cover bands over a 30-year span. I talk about my experiences and what I remember, but don't take my words as the law. Question what you hear, look things up, and correct me when I'm wrong. Maybe the way I remember it isn't exactly how it was. For show transcripts and other useful information, go to the Music Detention website. We spell music with a Z and a K. There's also a Facebook page, and it would be great if you logged on and told me what you think, good or bad. Your comments are appreciated. And you can also ask for the names of the songs that I spun for this class. Really, I don't mind sharing. After many of these classes have aired on this station, they are placed on demand so you can return to them whenever you like. Visit this station's app or website for a listing of what classes are available. New music detention classes are made available on demand on the first Monday after they've aired. You can find them on Spotify, iHeart.com, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts until it ends. Not all of these apps are free. Still, if you are a user of any of these, just search Music Detention and listen whenever you like. And please consider giving Music Detention a like and a subscribe. Let me know that you're a listener and know that your input goes a long way. You would be doing this station a solid if you listened right here. Support local radio first. They're working hard to keep you because you matter. Let the station manager know that you are a listener and of any ideas that you may have. Your input is the first step to change and your comments are appreciated. Well, that's all I've got. 
Thanks for listening and for putting up with me. Have an amazing week. You can do it. And Lord willing, we'll do this again soon. You're listening to Music Detention, and I'm DJ AAA.